Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour hump day edition. Live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Fist pump time here on Sean, RJ, and Roberto. We got Peyton and Rai Rai in the back. We're live on the fan cam. Live on Twitch and live on YouTube. We will cross talk with a KMC masterpiece live from Surprise at 940 this morning. So just to finish up this ESPN profile on Wyatt Langford that had me super hyped up yesterday. To recap the first part of it, Mike Maddox came back from a live BP and told the rest of the staff, I just saw the best player on the field. They thought it was going to be a pitcher. And he's like, no, it's Wyatt Langford. Um, Max Scherzer and Danny Duffy, super impressed while throwing to him in BP. Like, whoa, who was this guy? Donnie Ecker, the bench coach, who said, look, we were thinking about bringing him up during the playoffs, and he would have hit third. And Bruce Bochy was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> pump the brakes a little bit. Although Evan Carter. I mean, he hit third eventually. Evan Carter didn't get buried in the lineup. I mean, he did it first, right? He was he was at the bottom of the order at first. Yeah. Um, but then they eventually wisened up and were like, yeah, we kind of need to get this kid up to like, I don't know, at least a five hole. I do, I do like the boats. Like, oh, you're not making the lineup card, especially theoretical ones. Yeah, okay. you're not John Daniels. Chris Young, slow down. And then Chris Young is talking about the makeup of Wyatt Langford. It wasn't just the performance of the results in the minors; it was the process metrics which we value. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Ryan, process and metrics in the same word sentence. Ryan, pan down to RJ's nipples on the fan cam. They are. They're, they're, Look at that. They're rocks. razor sharp. It was Razor the, sharp right now. It was the process. Cut glass with those. Very David Beckham-esque 
we value these. And it suggested he would come up and have success. His exit velos were extremely high. His chase rate was extremely low. He was walking. He was showing elite discipline. It's everything we saw when we drafted him. And he had also performed on the biggest stage in college baseball. When you take that into account, the moment would not have been too big for him if we brought him up. What stage is that, Sean? The SEC. Uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, but no, look, that's right. Like he has got. Uh, he, he hit an SEC leading twenty six home runs. I hate that yeah. I'm joining this cult. The SEC. Yeah, I just well, hate just, it. If you drink the Kool Aid, you will live. Everybody else who doesn't drink the Kool Aid, you know, what we call them. We call them the Pac twelve. <laughs> the SEC. About to call them nothing. You're about to call More them like nothing. The Pac two. Right. The Pac two. Call them dead. Call them con- dead conferences walking. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got every single tool you could ask for. The makeup, the size. Look, you, all you got to do is look at him with shorts on. The guy's legs are trunks. They are just, they don't make, they didn't make 21-year-olds like this when we were 21. <laughs> they didn't make, this kid looks like he's been in a gym since he was six years old. They didn't have that. He, If you go to baseball reference and you just look, they have his numbers for his time at Florida in the SEC. They have his number for numbers for when he played collegiate summer ball. And then they have his number for the minors. If you take every single level of the minor leagues that he played at, you take collegiate summer and you take his time in the SEC in each one of those, his OPS is over a thousand. Like the dudes, he is just an, an automatic, it, like what you're looking at, what you're projecting here. If you project out his numbers, all three levels for his career, 221 games, 63 doubles, 11 triples, 62 home runs, 37 stolen bases, 361 average. A 361 average for his entire registered career since he turned 19. Let me just have fun and put you all on the spot. That's half of what Sports Talk Radio is about. Will Wyatt Langford have a better career than Evan Carter? Yes. They're different players, They're like obviously. Man, it's a tough one because you get one for 10 years. Oh, I'm going to take Evan Carter. Only because I know what he can do at the major league level. Yeah. At the end of the it. day, that's just very difficult to project. You there, Wyatt Langford is probably going to be great, but he would not be the first player to dominate every single level of the minors and then completely fail at the major league level. Sure. And that he now. A lot of the peripheral stats show that he's not going to because he's got a good eye. He doesn't chase. But still, there's that element of the unknown. The The element of the known is Evan Carter. It's, it's, I would, who would I, if I was picking two of them, if I was going to pick them, draft them, I'm going to draft White Langford. But if you're asking me which one's going to be the better pro, I've already seen Evan Carter succeed. That, that to me, trumps everything else right now. He is nine months younger than Wyatt Langford. Still, Evan Carter. And he's been, I mean, what, he got picked when he was 17? And, of course, the fun part of the question is you get both. Finally, from Jeff Passan. In your face, Smoltz. When Langford Langford gets the chance might depend on the Rangers' needs. With Young and Corey Seager sideline, I think he's rooming with Josh Young, by the way. I think that's who he's been rooming with. With Young and Corey Seager sidelined, they could use their 26th roster spot for a utility man to open the season. What's clear is that the Rangers won't keep Langford down just to keep him down, not with baseball's rules that award a full year of service time to top rookies and incentivize teams to promote them by giving draft picks. So that's the end. 
of this Wyatt Langford piece that I was super pumped over yesterday. I'll tell you what's really refreshing is the the Stars and Rangers approach versus the Mavericks and the Cowboys approach, which is the Cowboys and the Mavericks have just this awful history of not trusting young players. For the Cowboys, it's shifted a little bit in recent years where they're they're putting more on like Diggs's plate or Bland early, but for a long time, it was really difficult for rookies who were better or young players who were better to get out there. We see it consistently where it's like, what does Jaden Hardy have to do to get on the court consistently? Josh Green, it took a lot for him to consistently get out there and get the reps that he needed. You look at the stars. Okay, like they got Wyatt Johnston. You know, they got a uh, old Stankass. Stankassen. Stankoven out here contributing Did it again right last now. night. Yep, his second goal contributing like that. Rangers showing no fear to bring Evan Carter up. Seriously considering bringing up Wyatt Langford for the playoff run. And the last line of the story is what I love is the the way that the Rangers approach this. Chris Young said, he will tell us when he's ready, and if that's now, it's now. And that's what I love. Like, let where they are at. Well. If, there, if there's no more challenges for you, if you're running through the minor leagues and there's no more challenges yeah. left for you, get up here. Before you give too much credit, they were forced into – I, I, I don't know how much praise I give them for bringing Evan Carter up. It felt like a desperation move at the time. We need some type of spark. The Rangers were not – I don't remember them being in a position of strength when he came up. And then Adolis got well, no, because hurt. Because Adolis got hurt. That's why, that why with, he came up because Adolis got hurt. Like if the Cowboys had guys in front go down, they would have to play the backups on the bench as well. Right. The sure. Cowboys issue is they have – like they've. we go this – every year we go into their training camp. And there's 53 roster spots. It's like, all right, what, 48 are full? You know what I mean? Like, we already know what, what they are. But, but I, I think the reason why you can say it's different and the reason why you can give them credit for it is because they were injury riddled with their pitching at times and they wouldn't rush certain guys. Like, that their their approach has been like they want to be a little bit more deliberate with some of the guys that they're bringing up. And, you know, had pitchers to clearly. Elevate? I'm just saying, like, Mark Mark Church, who Sandler. <laughs> Bring up Jack Leiter, sure. Yeah. Mark, Mark Church, who Sandler referenced uh, he sings the that other song, day. Springsteen. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, walking in Memphis. That's Mark Church. Um, Mark Church had been a guy who we were talking about as a potential bullpen option last May. Now, he's a converted shortstop. I think he had thrown like 19 innings by the time the Rangers had drafted him. And he was somebody who we were like, man, they could really use it. Why isn't Church getting a look? Why aren't they trying to do this? And they didn't. They, they said he's not ready. The MVP of surprise so far at spring training has not been a Ranger. It has been Eric Tiafalo, in my opinion, wreaking havoc in the clubhouse of the world champs. And yesterday, he caught up with Travis Jankowski. Man, playoff hero. Travis Jankowski. And that's kind of one of those, like, fluky luck things like forced to play him how did he kept white langford on the bench according to that article that's what kept him off the roster was jankowski eric chiafalo asking travis jankowski man how far how far are you really willing to go for a teammate now you're not doing the jorge posada way of doing the the hand strength no not doing that one uh, i'm sticking with my own technique now you are familiar with that is that uh the uh 
on the hands. That That's you nailed it. Yes. Yes, Steve. Now you uh, I'm not quite there yet, you know. Um, in due time, you know, you <laughs> sort of mature into those things. <laughs> in due time, for sure. Have you seen a teammate ever bust that move? I have not, you know. That'd be a, that'd be a strange conversation in the shower. I don't know if I'd be able to shake their hand afterwards. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's I think it's a good thing I haven't seen someone do that. If a teammate asks you to help him with that, like, would you? do you feel like there's a teammate in here that you'd be like, okay, I, I would Boy. for you, you know, because we're brothers and we want to win another championship. If somebody got, you know, uh, stung by a jellyfish, it might be easier for me to relieve their pain uh, doing it that way instead of on their hand. Okay. Now, but if it guaranteed you a, t- a title, like if, a if title? it was like Janko, you p- on your teammates' hands, we're doing, the, we're getting another ring. Okay, you're getting more jewelry, more banners, yeah. more well, glory. Line them up. You know? okay. <laughs> line them up. That's awesome. Okay, where is this going to go from here? Uh, Travis Jankowski on shirtless teammates, an attraction to cartoon characters. Have you ever had a crush on a cartoon character? Mm-hmm. No. Power Rangers don't count, right? No. No. Yes. Kimberly, but she doesn't Ooh. count. Oh, Kimba. What about, uh, I mean, you've never seen Aladdin? I mean, Jasmine. You know, honestly, I haven't. Bro. I've never seen that movie Jasmine. Yeah. She's got it going. You go watch Aladdin, you come back tomorrow, you're going to be like, yeah, I got a crush on a cartoon character. <laughs> Finally, who's the uh, who's your who's the teammate that is most confident walking around shirtless in the clubhouse? That's got to be Adolis, right? Oh, or is it Evan Carter now that he's bulked up? You know who it is? It's Josh Smith. He's not afraid to show it off. He's got the gun show, yeah, dude. He's not afraid of Dolis. I'll, I'll hide it a little bit, but Smitty's not afraid to show it off. How many dong balls are you going to hit this year? Hopefully one. Just one dong? That's all I need. Game winner? Yes. Walk off dong? Yeah. Janko, baby. Glue guy. Champion. Love you. <laughs> His confidence to ask questions that I would just fantastic. But it's his delivery. It's like so calm and chill and cool. So it's very disarming. We have not included the quote, but or creepy. He's been talking about Wyatt Langford's quads. Eric Chiafalo has. He has asked every single one of these guys. He says, "Now, uh, one of your teammates has been described as very impressive from the waist to the kneecaps." Which player do you think that is? And then he's not clarifying with them after they answer (laughs) that he was talking about the quads. (laughs) You know, speaking of that, Austin Hedges is missing. Well, he's glue guys. He is is definitely missing. Okay. So we need something to be filled. The clubhouse void has to be filled left by Austin Hedges. Who does Travis Jankowski think that'll be? Which one of your teammates do you think partied the hardest post-championship? He's no longer a teammate currently, but it had to be Hedgie. You know, I don't think anyone enjoyed that more than Hedgie. He, he had a good, uh, a good time there. Who's going who's gonna to replace him when it comes? I mean, there's a, there's a Hedgie-size oh butt void oh my gosh. in the clubhouse now. Whose butt gets drawn on this postseason? <laughs> Maybe he's not here now. You know, Hedgie was a, a you know, you acquired him with, in the With our, our next catcher, you know, who we got, Andrew. Miser, I think I think he's gonna have to fill that role. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, for championships, as you said, like line up the hands. If yeah, I got to p- on him to win, like anything to win. If that's what it takes. I, I think Janko thought they were going with. He was going somewhere else with the the, the replacement. I think, no, I, he I, know, I, he knew he was I talking about was, the numbers on his. Uh, Hedgy, how many numbers are left yeah. on your ass or whatever he said? Well done, well done, Eric Chiafala. I don't have the nerve to do that. Go up and ask these questions? No. Really? Nope. You do. you do a lot of stupid things. Uh, just, That's true. He does. You know Without how, conscience. man, the, the Gatorade, even the Gatorade question in the Cowboys locker took a lot for me. Because you got to go in That's there. That's part of why Spittle hired you. Yeah, I know. It took a lot, a lot. I did it. 
I yeah. trusted I trusted you that that was going to be a good call, and it worked out. But like that is something like you got to be. You don't want to be known as bit guy necessarily to those guys if you're in there every day trying to cover them. Oh, Mr. Respectable. I'm okay. just saying yeah, if you, if you, if you, if you like I'm just That'd saying. Like, you're Adam Schefter over what, here. What'd you say, Peyton? Gotta be likable. Yeah, gotta be, be likable. Uh, yeah. Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones was also given some good audio. Do the Cowboys have a culture problem? And it sounds like we need a new left tackle of the future after Steven yesterday. That's next on the Home of the Boys. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 940 Crosstalk with the KMC Masterpiece here on the home of the Rangers here with Sean, RJ, and Bobby. What's going on? Uh, we got a couple quick NFL notes. Uh, Legereus Sneed of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions. He has been franchise tagged officially in Kansas City, so he is no longer on the market. And then we have our first report. You'll hear about informal interviews at the Combine this week. Those don't matter at all. They literally informally interview with everyone, but formal interviews matter. The Cowboys actually have interest in those guys. Texas A&M, great. Edron Cooper, the linebacker, arguably the top linebacker in the draft. Uh, told reporters today that he has formally met with the Cowboys. And his game? He is a bat out of hell. I love him. I would love him in the second round. He is incredibly is physical. That, is he hurt? Yeah, so he's coming off of an injury. Of but, I mean, <laughs> he's not hurt like the other guys have been hurt. It's not yeah, like a guy that, that degenerative nerve damage. Yeah, it's nothing like that. It's nothing yeah. like, you know, uh, spinal cord stuff or is he a drug like addict? Nope, nope. He's uh No, no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he... Has a drink Dabbles. every now and then. Yeah. I mean, like like any of us. Um, but no, he, uh, he he is a good player, and I know the Cowboys like him. John Mashota had them in round two taking Junior Colson, Michigan linebacker. How does the guy that you just named compare to Junior? So they're, they're very similar um, in terms of, like, if you're talking about, like, stacking them up, they would be, like, right there next to each other. I, I think most people have Junior Colson ranked above, but – some of the same questions. The biggest question with a lot of these linebackers coming out is their ability to read and react. So a lot of times you'll see guys at the college level. Malik Jefferson was really guilty of this back in the day. They 
they see it and they react and they they're just such special athletes at that level that it doesn't matter if they miss that they misdiagnose it because they can adjust so some of that read and react stuff is the biggest question with both Cooper and Colson. Here's just the first three rounds mocked for the Cowboys, according to John from The Athletic. Of course, he's got Dane Brugler as a resource there. Round one, Amarius Mims, Georgia tackle, 6'7", 330. That may be important with what we're about to play you from Stephen Jones. Has the size and athletic ability teams are looking for as a franchise cornerstone at tackle. He started only six games last year for the Bulldogs, all at right tackle. But he'd expected to play left. No reason to think Mims could not handle that spot, even with some early growing pains. This pick came down to three players in the first round for the Cowboys. Oregon center, Jackson Powers Johnson. Alabama corner, Kool-Aid. Hey, hey, hey. McKinstry. Yeah, that's Fat uh, Albert. It's not that's cool. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> uh, and then here you have here. This Mims pick. is, I, I mean. Dane's it, fifth highest graded tackle. Mims is, he's very raw and inexperienced, but like the tools are all there. And you want to talk about, it's probably one of the only guys you could ever draft as a replacement for Tyron Smith that would make Tyron look small. Like, wow. Mims, Mims is a giant. He, he is, and he's incredibly athletic for his size. Just a lot of rawness there that you're going to have to work through. And yesterday, Stephen Jones made some headlines by being asked, is Tyler Smith's future still at left tackle? You know, that's, uh, you know, remains to be seen. I mean, it's starting to feel like Larry Allen uh, all over again. I mean, he, the great thing about Tyler is his versatility. He could be a great left tackle too. I mean, Larry Allen, I think, played either one or one and a half or two years at Left tackle, I think he made all pro those years too. So uh, he can, uh, Tyler's got that in it. And, you know, I think at the end of the day when we're, you know, all through massaging it, we'll have a good spot for him. And the great news is we have Tyler Smith. And uh, his versatility certainly brings options uh, to the table in terms of how we look at this team uh, as we move forward. Okay. So should we feel great about an all-world left guard or bad because the all-world left guard is not going to be the all-world left tackle, and now you need to find a Tyron pl- replacement. Still, uh, I mean, I, in today's NFL, like you know, pressure up the middles, you know, they're they're showing that it's becoming like increasingly important uh, for teams to get on quarterbacks. Having an all-pro, all-world left guard's great. I'm totally fine with that. If that's what he is, then that's what he is. Like they did, they never moved Zach out. You know, they never did. And they, they solidified they solidified the interior. I mean, that's 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 massive, man. Find yourself another left tackle. Yeah, I, I mean the the discrepancy or, or the value between guard and tackle is is different today than it has been in the past. And so I, I mean we live in an era of the Jalen Carters and Aaron Donalds and Dexter Lawrence and these guys that get a lot of quick pressure from the interior. That that matters uh in your passing game. And so I, I think he's I think he would be special at left tackle. Like, like, I still think he would be an all-pro type of left tackle. I just think that they view it as, we know he's an all-pro guard. Like, we've seen it. He was a second-team all-pro this year. We know he's capable of that. The the tackle position, I think they feel like he'd be a really good tackle, but we're talking about an elite guard, and that's why I think they're leaning the way they are. The Michigan linebacker, I guess we're happy as long as it's not a Michigan D lineman. Junior right. Colson would be uh, Mashoda's round two pick and number 56 overall. Other Considerations here, Clemson linebacker Jeremiah Trotter Jr. 
Ohio State linebacker Tommy Eichenberg, Ohio State D-tackle Michael Hall, Alabama DN Chris Braswell, Texas running back Jonathan Brooks, but Colson is Brugler's top-graded linebacker in this class, ranked 39 overall. Here, the Cowboys get him at 56. I And I, I think he's a really good player, and I wouldn't have any sort of... Says tackling machine. Hesitancy about him. I don't know that you're going to be... You said as long as it's not a defensive line. I don't know, though, that the Cowboys are going to be able to sell a Michigan player in the top 100 again. Oh, stop. I'm being dead serious. Sell to who? Stop. The fan base. They don't give a a crap about the fan base. No, no, they don't. I'm not saying that they're worried about that. I'm just saying if you want to talk about, like, that guy will be working uphill with the fan base immediately just because of his school. And it's silly... But it's so he's, stupid. He, it's, it's, we talked uh, last 840. We talked about Kajana Carter. And there was a reputation for Penn State running backs for a long time that I think Cowboys fans now hold with just Michigan players, which is silly because Jordan Lewis has been a good contributor for them for a few years now. But I think that a lot of people go see that and say there's and, uh, a lot of bust potential with the Michigan players. Yeah, I think that's I, how I, Cowboys fans Okay. Do I mean, like, I mean, th- there's the same thing was said about Ohio State quarterbacks, and somebody still took CJ Stroud number two. And he did well. Like, and right. Who's the D-end in Detroit right now? Aiden Hutchinson? Yes. Where did he play? Uh, he Mich- did play at Michigan. 100%. And I'm not saying it's a legitimate criticism. I'm just saying this fan base, I don't think, would accept it. Well, they'd be dumb. They'd be dumb. He's I a good player. Talk, uh, get, get, get Michigan D-linemen out of here. They just won the national championship uh, and had a lockdown defense. I mean, okay, what college stereotype have you agreed with over the years? What do we have? OU quarterbacks? Jeff Tedford quarterbacks was uh, a thing for a while. What, what what was the stereotype about OU quarterbacks though? Like they're not going to go to the pros and yeah, with Josh yeah. Heupel, um, Bradford, Jason Bradford, White, Jason Sam Bradford, White. Uh, Penn State running backs. Yeah, because that was Curtis Enos, that was mm-hmm. Kajana Carter, that was um, Larry Johnson for a while. Larry Johnson hit finally, but he that hit. was very short. And you get Michigan D lineman except Lyman. for Aiden. You know those types of stereotypes. I mean, Rashawn Gary's a good player. Rashawn Gary's yeah. been good. Uh, but Rashawn, the biggest thing I think you can say is Michigan players consistently, other than Hutchinson, have had slow get-offs. Like, even coming out of school when Rashawn Gary and Quiddy Pay were good athletes, they were slow off the ball. The, the, I mean, look, in basketball, the Duke basketball player was, for a long time, yeah, never someone that you wanted to get. Um, Alabama quarterbacks were that for a little bit. A lot of, in, in, under, under saving. A lot of people don't hold the school anymore, but there are a lot of people who are just out on bigger receivers. Like, that they just, they they can't trust me. That people have been burned by Laquan Treadwell and other big... Everyone else Matt Millen took. Yeah, big possession receivers. And then round three from the Athletic, Trey Benson, Florida State running back at number 87. It's a big boy. That's a that's a big boy, and he's I mean he's a good player. If you get him in the third round, I think you're you're happy with Trey Benson. I, I really like Jonathan Brooks, who they talked about in the second round from the University of Texas. He's coming off a knee injury; he's not going to be ready right away. So if you want somebody to contribute, Benson wouldn't be bad. Stephen Jones at the combine in Indianapolis yesterday was asked, "Do the Dallas Cowboys have a culture problem?" From the organization on down, we feel we feel good about our culture. You always want to be better. I will say that. I mean, if you're not. You know, if your results aren't winning the Super Bowl, I think everybody said, how do we, you know, how do you ultimately be the last guy standing? Uh, but I think overall between, you know, organizationally, between, you know, our coach, our personnel department, I think our leadership on our team's outstanding. You know, you're always going to have somebody who's, you know, going to say something, uh, you know, that's not, you know, that might be, hey, that's their particular 
thought process on why we may have come up short, but I don't think in general, personally, I don't think it's an issue. And Bobby, I think you phrased it best earlier on in the six o'clock hour. I did. And it was what, jackass? I had said that I don't think that they're necessarily like leadership deficient, but they 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 don't have a leadership advantage. They don't have a culture advantage. You know what? I should have just mm. played this while we were talking about Michigan D Lyman. How's Steven gonna spin this? Steven's been pretty I like his honesty this offseason so far. What is he gonna say when asked if they still believe in Mozzie? Well, we have nothing but confidence in Mozzie. I mean, I think it was a transition for him that he was trying to get his hands around, you know, the technique and the way he played in Michigan versus what, uh, you know, Dan was trying to incorporate in his game. Uh, so I think Mozzie can take a big jump uh, in terms of this second year with him. He's got all the right uh, uh, skill sets, got all the right intangibles to go out there and get the job done. And we believe uh, he's going to uh, make a big jump here in the second year. All right. I, I, I don't. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, look, you're talking about you're talking about a guy, Mozzie Smith, who was number one on Bruce Feldman's college freak players list his final year at Michigan. Like he is a a rare type of athlete. He's still really young. He's still learning in a lot of ways how to play the position. Now we can't have mysterious thirty pound weight loss. Yeah, like, like that's the kind of stuff that you don't want to see. He's worried about his storage unit. I guess, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, he wasn't eating. You know, it was, it was just causing all sorts of, you know, anxiety and things like that. But I, I think that you would you would never want to give up quickly on that type of an athlete. Taco Charlton was a different question. Taco Charlton was not a very good athlete. By the way, uh, this scared a lot of Tolos when I retweeted this. Got sent to me. Uh, Spode Track is projecting Dak's next contract at? Ooh, hang on. Uh, uh, three years, hundred eighty million dollars guaranteed, fully, almost on the dot. Three for one eighty, a hundred sixty nine, practically guaranteed, and seventy six million in twenty twenty four. Seventy six million a signing bonus. So it'd be twenty twenty four cash would be the signing bonus that they then spread out over the course of the contract. So three years, one eighty. 119 guaranteed at signing, 169 total guarantees. That's from Spode Track and the projection. I wanted to get that in before we talked to Basic. Ooh, <laughs> mess up his Wednesday. All right. Well, I we I guess we got to mess it up with something worse. We got to relive the Cavs Mavs buzzer beater crosstalk from Surprise with KMC after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Six seconds, five seconds, underneath, Washington, 2.6 to go. They're out of timeouts. Dallas leads by one. Mobley, Struess, Haheem. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Matt Struess, I don't believe it. It is time for Crosstalk with the KMC Masterpiece with Kevin Hagman, Mike Vasek, and Corey Majors. Were you guys able to watch this live last night? Oh, no. I was able to watch it live last night. Oh, no. Yes. In my room, alone. Oh, no. Because Mike said he wasn't going out, and then he went out and watched it at Buffalo Wild Wings oh. without me. Oh, I did. Mike. Mike I'm loves sorry. Buffalo Wild Wings. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> every time we pass it here in the car, Buffalo Wild he does, Wings. every time. Um, yeah, I changed my mind. I was like, I want to watch this game. It was a great game. Yeah, but why what didn't you, you hang on? Why didn't you tell Corey you were changing your mind? Well, because it sounded like he told me he had food in his room and he was going to watch it and he was cool. So then when I changed my mind, I was like, well, he said he had food in his room and he's good. And so I was like, well, he's good. I, I guess. Screw him. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It was my fault. I should have called. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sandler and Broadus and Ruben and Eric uh, did meet me after halftime. Uh, and watch the second half with me. It was a great game. Luca can't play better than that. Like Michael Jordan can't play better than what Luca played last night. He Whoa. was awesome. But Marvel. unfortunately, Donovan Mitchell hits a stupid three-pointer off the glass, which he celebrates. I want to see a guy strike out in the game today. Yeah. The ball get past the pitcher, and the guy get to first base and celebrate <laughs> like he just roped a ball into center field for a hit. Well, like, ha- hang on. Hey, it's still an out. Like it's like, on your batting average. On your batting yeah. average. Right? Yeah. But the last two shots Cleveland made was a bank three-pointer unintentionally. Yeah. And then they hit a 60-footer. There's nothing. I, well, you can. Maver- what about what, uh, the, Tim Hardaway's getting destroyed for the defense of Struess or just them not oh, yeah. coming anywhere close while he hit four straight threes? Well, he was on fire. Yeah. I, I That can happen. Luca had to it, play like that because it, the rest of the team couldn't do jack whenever he was off, off the court. They changed the rules that in the league you can't get close to a three-point shooter. You can get in front of him and jump about six feet away from him and try to block it from about a six feet away because when he jumps forward, you have to give him at least three feet of a landing spot. I'm not trying to make all the excuses for the Mavs. The dude got hot. I was watching the game. Uh, there were a couple ones that he made that were contested. That there's nothing you could do. He was on fire. That can happen. Uh, you know, Luca makes a whole bunch of shots, and I guess the other team would be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know." Like he stepped back and, and shot it and made it. There's there's not much you can do, and the league does not allow you to contest jump shots. Are y'all mad at at kid for not reviewing the one that looked like the Kyrie got tackled? Because I've seen a lot of people be upset about that. Which I mean, one? Which one was that? It was late. It was late in the game there, maybe a minute and f- maybe under a minute left, and Kyrie's going to the basket, and Struess just kind of has his arm wrapped up oh, as he's I thought, going. I thought it was the right call. And kid, the kid at one point, like he's looking over to the sideline, like do because Kyrie's like review that, and he's looking over there, and then the play starts. I thought Kyrie intentionally hooked his arm and was trying to get a call, and I thought oh. the ref called that correctly. Oh, you uh, mean that? So the offensive foul. 
Yes. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to to that call. Uh, you just have to be consistent with it. the thing that maybe upset me the most, Sean. And it wasn't super upsetting, but when you're up by ten, and I believe they hit a three pointer, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Kyrie both together have a brain fart, and Tim Hardaway Jr. takes the ball out of bounds while throwing it to Kyrie while he's walking out of bounds yeah. to maybe talk to the ref, and it's on both players. Tim, what are you doing throwing the ball to Kyrie when it looks like he's walking out of bounds? Kyrie, what are you doing once he passes you the ball to just keep walking out of bounds? Because yeah. then that turns into another three-pointer. So it goes from, I believe, 110 to, to 100 to all of a sudden within a five-second period, 110 to 106, I believe. if I know they were up by 10, 110, 100, but in that run of a 12-3 run, you just gave them a free possession. Kevin, was there an officiating call or issue that really made you lose your mind and saying the Mavs are getting screwed here? Not at all because they gave up a 15 to three run in the last four minutes. So, you know, don't do that. And you don't have to worry about the officiating. Mm -hmm. Now, do you all think that Josh Green got hit in the corner for three? We also have a jump ball slash timeout situation that Mavs fans were not happy with. I thought that was actually a foul that could have been on the Mavericks. Um, but I guess I could see that. Yeah, they look like a tackle almost like DiVincenzo. I couldn't tell whether Josh Green was acting or not, um, but th- that was him getting hit in the corner. And uh, Mavs fan, and then and then people thought that PJ should have gotten an AM one on the final bucket, and Kyrie with a continuation that was blown dead. So, ooh, I don't know about that PJ one. Also, guard the inbound pass if you got a problem with it. I like it, Kevin Hagelin. No excuses. Yeah. Like, I'm not, look, look, days off. I'm not saying that there weren't any missed calls, but you gave up a 15-3 run in the final, you know, in for a chunk of the final yeah. four minutes. Save me with this. It was officiating that cost. No, them. but what if what if the officiating caused like six of those points? Do you think they d- it That's did? It's a 15-9 run, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> then then you're definitely going to win. I got <laughs> Mike, did they show I'm really interested in your Kyrie offensive foul take. Did they show I I, I don't know if I got like a clear opinion of that on the replay. He's going baseline. I'm not saying it was the a perfect call, but that's always tough when, you know, it's it's kind of a I call it the James Harden move. You hook the guy's lead arm with your arm, and then you act like, I can't get by. I'm not saying it's an easy call. That's a tough call, but the ref decided Kyrie was the one who hooked the arm to try to get the benefit of the doubt on contact, and the ref didn't go for it. It's it's not an easy call. That's a, But that's, that's not like definitive, oh, yeah, Struess right there reached in and hit Kyrie's arm and then hooked his arm. They're both – they're both doing something somewhat illegal and it makes it very tough on the ref to make the call. So I don't think you can review that. I mean, you can, but I think the refs are going to look at it and go, Hey, he did hook his arm and Hey, Struce is now making illegal contact. How are we going to change this? The ref saw it as Kyrie hooked the arm first. The, I do have a question on who was on the court. Did you feel like Maxie needed to be on the court or would you like to seen Another another one of the centers out there. I think it'll be interesting here on how Jason Kidd does this. I, I will say at one point Darius Garland drove and I was like, this is a layup because we don't have a center in the game. And Maxi blocked the shot yep. and then controlled the block shot. And then he made a big three down the stretch. So I can't fault Jason Kidd for not having a center in when Maxi had a big block shot down the stretch and hit a big three down the stretch. I just think I know it this isn't fun to say. 
but you kind of got unlucky. Their last six points and like you, the Cowboys, you made a great point. <laughs> yeah, but last you made a great point for the Cowboys. Yeah, don't gr- don't don't give up a fifteen to three run. I totally agree with that, and I totally agree with. Hey, did the refs do something that wasn't beneficial to the Mavs? Possibly so. But then the last two shots Cleveland made to win the game were a bank three-pointer that you played good defense on and then a 60-foot heave that yeah. switched in. I, I'm not you, treating it as a devastating no. loss. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, it's like I'd you, agree with that. You yeah. went in there, you know, you beat a you, you know, you, you basically beat a better team than you. Mavs should not let this knock them off the course as Derek Harper nope. would say. No, stick you course. taken the Mavs plus four and a half though. I found out I can't bet out here. Oh, because I tried to bet ten dollars on Luca's over under was thirty two and a half, and I bet over. But it said you're 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 not in a place that allows you to bet on the MGM app. So I don't know. Maybe maybe my Wi-Fi. I wasn't connected to a Wi-Fi at that moment that would show that I was in Arizona. And maybe Arizona. I can't bet on the MGM app. I don't know all the rules, but it wouldn't allow me to bet ten bucks on on uh, Luca having over thirty two and a half points. Sounds like y'all need some looser restrictions on betting over NFL Network. You need to be like Bally Bobby. Uh, I mean, that'd be great. I, I, I would love that. I would love the loose restrictions. It's a league policy, which I, I think is goofy. Cause you can't bet 10 bucks on Luca. I can't bet anything. Okay. I'm not, I'm not allowed. I'm not like, I mean, I could do like the slots when we were in Vegas. I could do stuff like that. Okay. But in terms of like actual sports betting on any sport at all, I can't do, I can't play daily fantasy. I can't do any of it. They have, I'm, let's see, they have sports betting in Arizona. I think you need to do your Wi-Fi because it, maybe, does, maybe oh, it, it shows bet MGM. You can use that because bet AZ. Okay. BetAZ.com is the bonus code you can use there. On and how come, how come every week, then, Bobby, you're sending me the podcast for the degenerate picks, and you're like, I'm thinking about 250 this week. <laughs> yeah, all right. the time. Like, you're like, hey, how do I get this bet place? Yeah, but I always say, like, <laughs> like, whenever I bring it up to you guys, I'm always like, like hypothetically, like if uh-huh. I was going <laughs> to yeah, do this. Sure. Kind of like you did earlier with uh, Jack Leiter when you hey, were like, hypothetically, yeah, yeah. if this happens. Here's a bet for you, Bobby, and mm-hmm. this, is a real, this is a real question. Over or under $275 million on Dak's extension. Uh, oh under, <laughs> under. Holy cow! Well, I think, he, five, like, I, like, think I, mean, I think five for I, I think five for three hundred is realistic. Um, like I could see it being a three-year extension with two void years on okay. the back. Okay, so if it's if it's that, I get it. I was just going off of five years. He'll of, get sixty, about sixty million a year. Yeah, he'll get sixty. I mean, if he gets five years, it'll be there, but he'll get yeah. sixty. Okay, Corey, what's coming up? Uh, guys, we uh, we potentially have a completely stacked show today. Oh, as- potentially. We I have our, we have John way. Gray. John Gray will join us uh, today. Uh, Jack Leiter will join us today. Uh, Bochi potentially could join us today, and Dane Dunning potentially could join us today as well. We also have Yamamoto Day as he is starting for the Los Ooh. Angeles Dodgers, oh, baby, right before our eyes. That'll yeah. be taking place during G Bag, and I think Kevin, Mike, I think I'm hanging around. Are y'all? Yeah, all, we're all course. hanging around. We'll probably be doing some wireless with the fellas today. Uh, so that's going to be going on, but we're kind of preparing for that moment Ooh. as it all gets down. And there's already cars. Oh yeah, there's probably already a hundred extra cars in the parking lot here. At the game seven, starts in four hours. At seven forty-five, there are probably already extra hundred cars here. I guess they're going to just watch the backfields because they wanted to get their parking spot for the Yamamoto game. And the rumor is that Yamamoto is going to do like a mini presser once he's done yeah. with his two innings. So I have tasked Eric Chiafalo. 
with learning the intricacies of uh, Japanese <laughs> in the next four hours. I think you can handle that. Hey, uh, yeah. so domo, he c- domo arigato. No, don't do that. So he can ask a question because I think that would be amazing. Yeah, also cancelable these days. Who knows? Yeah, it might be. Might be. Ooh. But what if he does it yeah, what amazingly? If he's good? Yeah, like, what yeah. if she'd be like, good John job. Cena learned Mandarin in like a week. <laughs> Make it like a four-word question. You know, uh, have, uh, have these guys, by the way, responded to the see-through pants out there? What's the what's the feedback? I, have you I talked talk, to him? I talked to John Gray off the record. Okay. After oh, tell uh, us what he said. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to. Well, I didn't want to record it. Okay. I will say this: they're not very pleased. Okay. Uh, the do, players. Do not you just think John the Gray. ones that aren't yeah. pleased aren't pleased because no, you can't really no, see much no. <laughs> through the pants? It's, it's the. What are you trying to say, I would Chuck? say it's the fit and the feel that is bugging them the most. Not the okay, not any th- protruding there. I think that's what Sam oh, Huff. I, I think that's what Sam Huff told Chiafalo about that was that to him it was like the fit. He does not like the feel of them. Mike, are you going to make fun of John Gray and the way he trims up a brisket? We watched that abomination out there with Hurtado. Here's a spoiler. He said he did a good job. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Okay, I'll just let it be right there. Cool I'm guy, though. Cool guy. I'm not a person to talk. I've done a few briskets. I'm not the best at it. I like just uh, chopping it up a whole bunch because I'm like... Into brisket sandwiches? Yeah, if I okay. chop it up a whole bunch and then throw some barbecue sauce on it, it's good. <laughs> the first one I ever made, I, I posted it because Sean had given me some really sage advice on it, and I posted it. And I remember Dawson, he looked at it on the on Twitter, and he go. just goes, he goes, uh, yeah, that's I'd probably just chop that up into sandwiches. And I was Whoa. like, damn, that must have been bad, I guess. So, How would but, Dawson know what a brisket looks like? Oh, <laughs> my goodness he's a, gracious. He, what do I call He's a one-trick uh, one tr- he, 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 smoker. He's a system smoker. <laughs> he's a system smoker. You know? All he knows is, uh, all he knows is, uh, is, is, is chicken. That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, uh, sorry, this is props to you guys. We have used something from your John Smoltz uh, interview as a drop. Oh, yeah. We've already incorporated oh. it into our show. Thank you. John Smoltz said, that is the worst opinion in the history <laughs> of baseball. That is already part of our show now. Excellent. Wonderful. Have a fantastic show. Cannot wait to hear the live PBP of Yamamoto today on the home of the Rangers. We're back tomorrow morning. KMC from Surprise is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.